is I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J-Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London. Every Sunday morning with the London Beat, Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J-Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website, www.j-air.com.au. You are listening to J-Air, 88 FM. You are tuned into the Havel radio station everyone loves. J-Air-88-FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au. Greetings, greetings, dear friends and listeners. This is Warren Wills for the London Beat on 88 FM. J Air going out in Melbourne Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Going out 11 hours previous in London Saturday night, 10 p.m. Actually sending this particular message in the opening... On Australia Day, January 26, which uh, has become such a divisive issue, um, it was to mark supposedly the, I think, the founding in 1788, is that correct? Um, someone can advise me if I'm wrong. Was it 1788, Captain Arthur Philip and all that stuff and hoisting the, uh, the Union Jack and all the rest of it? Well, we understand it's become very divisive, first of all, amongst um, the Indigenous community, and secondly, um, all those who... Um, have become quite incensed and irate, and there's a lot of um, cancelling of it. But um, I'm sure it's not beyond the wish of all Australians, um, irrespective of when the date is, to be able to do multiple things on this particular day and to acknowledge that um, things have gone on that um, perhaps um, have been in poor form and uh, where there has been a lack of empathy and a lack of acknowledgement, and that we seek uh, to um, to honour that uh, with a degree of respect and remembrance, uh, but also to offer out friendship, and also to celebrate achievements, and therefore to be able to positively and optimistically look forward as equal working partners and friends to move forward to try to make this place a much better place for everyone, with you know, with a sense of equality, and as I say, with empathy and friendship. Um, 
I noticed there's been a number of um, events on today and uh, put on by good friends and uh, with the three R's, respect, remembrance and resilience, and, which is great. I am mindful of the fact Jermaine Greer made the very famous quote that Australians seem to think um, they can solve problems by shuffling dates. It's not the date that is the issue, of course, it is the, um, the attitude. Um, and I think uh, perhaps the uh, the cavalier disregard and uh, selfishness of certain people, and um, but that's okay. We can we can all come together, and we will find a way to overcome the divide. Um, uh, lots of things going on in the world. Massive storms going on in the UK. Massive um, oh, cold temperatures going on in Europe. Massive storms going on here um, in Queensland and uh, cyclones and all the rest of it. Um, I'm delighted to say, for those who listen to me um, going on about the fact that the ice didn't repack in Antarctica, and I thought, well, that's it. Certain extinction for the emperor penguins. Apparently, three particular groups have found new new nesting places in Antarctica, and it's been discovered by satellite. So to their own resilience and uh, pursuit and, and the evolutionary thing about the uh, strong will survive, uh, congratulations to them. BBL, Big Bash League, is finished here in Australia. Congratulations go to the Brisbane Heat. I'm mindful that the Paris Olympics are almost upon us. It will really see like summer in Europe before you can say boo to a goose. I noticed that um, by the time that you get this, we will know who is the female Australian Open victor between our large Belarus uh, previous victor, who's going for two, but we're not allowed to say that, but we know, so it's kind of a bit weird as well, uh, and the Chinese opponent. And interestingly, the Chinese opponent, who is a great admirer of Li Na. Li Na, it was 10 years ago that she won her particular title. And am I right thinking there was a whole lot of controversy last year or the year before when a Communist Party high-ranking official apparently had an affair with her. She went online, then she disappeared, then it was censored, then she denied it, then well, who knows. Oh, are we ever going to get past all this kind of stuff and nonsense?
I'm very minded, very happy to tell you that we had an All Abilities Day at the Australian Open Tennis, and yours truly attended with a blind delegation. And in fact, it was for a presentation of blind tennis that was organised by the Australian Open. It was for kids. I've got lots to say about it. I'm not going to say it this week because there's uh, really good things about it and there's some really bad things, uh, particularly the treatment of the kids themselves, the uh, allotments of the time that they had and the, uh, what looked like a rather cynical box-ticking exercise by the Australian Open organisers themselves. Uh, back on track with Ya Mo. A Thai heroine, we're looking forward to doing a musical project uh, in conjunction with the Australian and Thai governments this year. She was a bit of a heroine, a little bit like Burdika, and you'll be hearing more about that later. Congratulations, a huge call out to JB Jordan Brown over there in Chillingham in Kent. This man is excruciatingly talented doing the heavy lifting. Now, I, you know, certain songs coming up this week, they weren't quite uh, synchronised correctly last week, but don't you worry, uh, we do have Ailey Ailey, we do have some original compositions, uh, we do have some fantastic interviews it is going to be a good show and we do call out to mr dick gross whose show i haven't finished with you yet which was on here in melbourne at the alex theatre will be winging its way next year to the uk something to look forward to we're getting ready to do a remembrance for topol uh he yes of fiddler on the roof uh, who also set up the fantastic jordan river village for disadvantaged children watch out for that the um the Oscars, uh, certainly the nominations, have been shouted out this week. And as everyone uh, expected, Oppenheimer and Barbie seem to get the most gongs. Though there is some controversy as to why with Barbie, uh, the female director and lead uh, were not nominated in their respective categories. Having said that, uh, Margot Robbie, whose idea it was, and who is an extraordinary talent and a pushy kid and what a, a good Australian she is, um, produced herself with her own money. And, and to be fair, I mean, they are up for eight Oscars and as producer of the film for Best Film, um, in addition to which, they, I mean, they already got their own desserts, I, I guess, because it was um, the largest grossing film um, of last year, which is an incredible achievement in its own right. So um, I'm not quite sure how neglected they feel or they don't feel. Um, as opposed to someone like uh, Mr. Nicholas Winton, who did an extraordinary job. If anyone's seen the film One Life, it's an amazing film celebrating the incredible act of Nicholas Winton um, from London, uh, Hampstead Highgate, I seem to remember, who, inspired by his mother and the great belief that all people's lives um, clearly have value, went and uh, led the kinder transport of over 660 Jewish kids, managed to lure them away from their parents in an inevitable death at the hands of the Nazis and brought them into the UK, despite the, uh, the Foreign Office being incredibly uh, obstructive. Um, the Home Office wouldn't let them in. They had to forge visas, etc., then find foster families. It's an incredible story. Anthony Hopkins, uh, the eminent Anthony Hopkins plays uh, Norman Winton. It is a fantastic film, One Life go and check it out. Glenn Maxwell, the Australian cricketer, is in trouble again for getting drunk, getting concussion, falling out of carts he was at the World Cup, and now he's been hospitalised for another drunken boozy um, thing. Uh, COVID tests, are people still doing them? Um, COVID has gone rampant again, hospitals are full, rather odd. Um, uh, call out to Candide, Leonard Burnside's Candide. Certainly doesn't get the same amount of... Um uh, a hoo-ha and uh, pomp and ceremony as the um, 
the heavily accoladed and much-loved West Side Story. But Candy is a great thing, and Victoria Opera doing it, and that opens in the next couple of weeks. AFCON is on. AFCON, you're wondering what it is. It's the African... It is the African um, footballing uh, competition. And it sort of goes under the radar, uh, which is a shame, really, because if it was the European Cup, we'd hear all about it. But because it's an African Cup, we don't. The great German Franz Beckenbauer, who's in the illustrious company, the very exalted and lofty company of people like Maradona and Pele, Franz Beckenbauer, passed away last week. Huge call-out to Mandy Simons over there. Greetings to Adrian Silas. Greetings to the tireless indomitable character that is the prodigious writer, Mr. John Fanden. Greetings. Sarah Snook, congratulations to her. Um, winning the Emmy for her performance in Succession, uh, which has done rather well. Uh, we start to launch two choirs. Uh, first one starts today, which is the Young World Choir. Anybody wishing to join, come on down. We're at Ama House. It's in 226 Kuyong Road over in Turak. That's the Young World Choir. Every Sunday we are strutting our stuff. And a new one to boot at Vincent's Hospital, and we start rehearsals on Tuesday. That is 5.30 to 7 o'clock. It's the One Voice Choir. Uh, based at St. Vincent's Hospital. Yours um, truly taking two choirs on. Um, there are more elections happening this year. I believe there are more people likely to vote than at any other period in history when you consider that India is the largest democracy, is having elections, as is the USA. Oh, don't we know it. As is the UK. Oh, don't we know it. And, uh, and so on. But uh, watch out for all of that. I noticed already, even in the Republican primaries, this uh, concern and fear of the role of AI in future elections is rather interesting. When people started to get phone calls in what sounded like the voice of Joe Biden instructing them not to vote because it wasn't for Democrats and they get their opportunity in November, it was AI. And I can only... Um, surmise there will be much more interference going on around the world in these elections and, and other insignificant matters when it comes to the role of AI. It seems uh, King Charles, the somewhat formally outspoken King Charles and environmental matters and other things, uh, by announcing the issues with prostate has actually prompted here in Australia a... Um, a rather huge uptick in men going to have their prostates checked. So the fact he has drawn attention, put a spotlight on this, is a rather good thing indeed. I noticed that Oscar Pistorius, yes, Blade Runner, the South African man, who didn't realise that his girlfriend wasn't in bed, didn't realise that she was actually in the toilet, and then opened fire repeatedly, not once, not twice, not thrice. Anyway, that shows no remorse, etc. He's out, he's free, there you go, he's out. Huge call out to Mr Alan Kogosovsky. Over here, the prodigious, the extraordinary, the wonderfully talented Chopinist whom we adore.
You are tuned into the Havel Radio Station everyone loves. J88FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and online at j-air.com.au. Good morning, good February, almost Valentine's Day, Chinese New Year of the Dragon, London Beat 88, FMJ Air Warren Wills, your broadcaster and your presenter. Coming to you on a Sunday morning, 9am Melbourne time, 10pm Saturday night, London time. Yes, here we are. We are an arts program. Um, yes, whatever you think about the world teetering on the edge, whatever you think about uh, being in the arts or sports or anything else, or it's all about government or it's all about fighting, here at the London Beat we douse ourselves with culture and music and the arts and because we love them and we think that through those fine, upstanding, virtuous pursuits, perhaps there may be some hope that we can actually unite as people and find some mutual respect, some empathy and who knows, maybe some peace. But, oh, dare to dream we say. Well, the Oscars are almost upon us, aren't they? March 11, there we go. The Oscars and the nominations are all in. Uh, I was a bit disappointed. Nothing about Anthony Hopkins and uh, Nicholas Swinton and One Life, but uh, maybe it came out too late. Maybe it's considered a little art house piece. <coughs> I see that again, that it's Barbie and Oppenheimer that are the big pieces, and you've got the, uh, um, um, I must say, which I haven't seen it, the um, Killers of the Flower Moon, which everyone tells me is well worth seeing. But anyway, the Oscars are almost upon us. Um, choirs. We have two choirs now. Yes, two choirs are up and running. Um, the Young World Choir, and yes, we have some serious events coming up on March the 7th and March the 28th. On March the 7th, it is Heroes of Humanity, and we are honouring Yamo, the Thai heroine, Nicholas Swinton, for whom we've just spoken of, Ho Fang Shang, who I've spoken of a lot about on this programme, a Chinese man, a diplomat who stuck his head above the parapet, in order to save 15,000 plus uh, Jews uh, during the Holocaust and managed to forge visas to uh, ensure their safe passage to Shanghai. Uh, good on him. So, yes, and we're developing stuff on that front. March 28th, Vered Harel. And, yes, we're doing uh, It's Legends of the Stage and we're looking at Lenny Bernstein, great film about it, Bradley Cooper playing, um, uh, uh, yes, the eponymous uh, Leonard Bernstein and doing a very fine job and is up for an Oscar, funnily enough. Leonard Bernstein, Stephen Sondheim uh, is also on it, the great and late and much missed Bert Bacharach. And, of course, Topol, for whom uh, it's almost a year, um, March 8th, a year for the passing of Topol. Um, so that's on March 28th. That's very Harrell. Both events are at 7 o'clock at the Amar Ballroom in Kuyong Road in Turak. See you there. I notice 
in opposite parts of the world. Uh, in Africa, the Ivory Coast, I see they're getting ready for the AFCON final. Doesn't get a huge amount of attention unless you're uh, supporting one of those Premier League clubs who is bereft of Asian and African players who are playing in those respective tournaments. And of course, um, with the AFCON, I see Nigeria is through and yet to be decided as we go to air who their opponent is. Of course, the big news is South Korea, who dumped Australia out of the Asian uh, football championship have now themselves been dumped out by wait for it, Jordan can you believe it, Jordan yes, Jordan, have made it uh, as in Aman, Jordan, yes uh, speaking of Jordan, uh, yes, funnily enough there's a uh, rather tenuous link uh, JB, Jordan Brown, himself, the man himself the man of boundless human talents, uh, whether it be in uh, being a husband, being a father, being a fine producer, composer, the list goes on, yes, a wonderful humanist, um, the man, a man of supreme and boundless talents, many thanks for doing the heavy lifting, uh, producing the show, call out to JF, John Founder, of course, um, again, doing the heavy lifting when it comes to the literary world, congratulations, and great friend of the show, Ms. Janie D. Um, We'll be speaking to the fabulous conductor, Christopher Watson. That'll be coming out next week when I'll be attending rehearsals at Trinity, the Trinity Choir at Melbourne University. Uh, rehearsals there Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. On a Tuesday night, uh, the new choir... Um Yes, with one voice. Uh, I'm doing it at the chapel at St. Vincent's, St. Vincent's Hospital in a town, and that goes on a Tuesday night, 5.30 to 7 p.m. Yes, uh, you know, there's a lot of birthdays. I'm not going to acknowledge them all, but I will, of course, acknowledge the fact this weekend... I mean, it really is the biggest celebration on the planet, which, of course, is the Lunar New Year. I've got to say Lunar New Year correctly because it's unfair to various people uh, if I start making this into a nationalistic thing. It's the Lunar New Year of the Dragon. Uh, very exciting. Numerous events on which I'll be reviewing uh, this weekend. You'll hear about it next week. And, of course, it's Valentine's Day next weekend. My funny Valentine. Of course, Lorenz Hart. Uh, we certainly all know about Lorenz Hart. So, yes. Mm. Now, it is meant to be this year. I just want, I've just got to do this because I grew up. I grew up, and I still am, I've got to admit, a, uh, a hopeless cricket tragic. I really am. And a huge fan of Imran Khan. He, cha he changed Pakistani cricket forever. He was the great all-rounder. He was the captain. He was the most charismatic player. He led them to a World Cup. He is incarcerated. He's in prison. He ain't coming out anytime soon. There are so many charges against him. He's got 70% of the popular vote. His days are over. He's defied a corrupt system. It didn't work. He married the beautiful Jemima Goldsmith, the daughter of James Goldsmith, who runs the Evening Standard, the billionaire. She converted to Islam. You know the story. I just remember him as the most extraordinary what a fabulous cricketer and what a, and you know Hollywood or Bollywood good looks I mean and uh, well he joins a whole succession of people freedom of speech you are kidding me there's been some other um, elections that have been on um, apart from the Pakistan election which is going to be a disaster they had to close the border uh, with both Iran and India because of so many uh, terrorist threats um, but there was one in Senegal. Oh, that got postponed by six months because the leader, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, El Salvador, yeah, well, yeah, right, whatever. Um, Warhorse, Michael Morpugo, what a fabulous writer. Children's writer, ostensibly. Did a fabulous film also, which I saw 
from last year, put on by an 18-year-old filmmaker, God love him, uh, but Warhorse, that's the one. Champion, great, great play. It starts again at the National. It's been doing a national tour in the UK. If you're heading off to London, go and see it. Now, have I mentioned to you, yes, Paris, hosting the Olympic Games, actually had to coincide with his birthday, a street named after David Bowie. Uh, has Brixton done that, But where Bowie was from, London? I don't think so. Go figure. Why? I don't know. I see the Melbourne Comedy Festival is on. Is there much uh, funny stuff coming out of Melbourne? That's for you to decide. The Grammys. The Grammys. Fabulous. Really moving. If anyone saw it, wow. Um, it wasn't all about the young hip-hop, pop-selling Taylor Swift's, Jay-Z's, whoever they are of the world. Um, it was actually quite moving to see Joni Mitchell on the stage at the age of 80. They said that uh, she was certain to die. She had a brain aneurysm some 10 years ago. She had to learn how to speak again, how to walk again, never mind how to sing, and she did both sides now. I look at love from both sides now. What a beautiful song. And what, a, what an artist. What a songwriter. What a singer. Good for her. Celine Dion came out. And she's not a well girl either. She's got, what, stiff person syndrome, a neurological disorder? Uh, Stevie Wonder waxed rhapsodic with the late and much-missed Tony Bennett, who they managed to uh, digitally bring back. And, of course, someone, uh, another fabulous singer, songwriter, that we hear literally nothing about, Tracy Chapman did Fast Car, because a country and western singer who duetted with uh, um, uh, Luke Coombs, I think, um, turned into country and western here. But what a great singer-songwriter Tracy Chapman is. So, um, yes, I certainly enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> much to go on about going to see Candide. <clears throat> yes. Unless you are a die-hard, die-in-the-wool Leonard Bernstein fan, which I am, you're wondering Candide, never heard of it. Being done by the Victoria Opera at the Palais, going to see it this weekend. Of course, everyone knows the magnificent West Side Story, the uh, Puerto Rican version, if you like of uh, Romeo and Juliet, but however, the um, uh, Candide, no, and I know people love Lenny because he was a, a charismatic character, and he was an amazing conductor, and he was such a, a controversial, such charismatic figure, and he was always smoking and this, that, and the other. He was an incredible composer, it wasn't just West Side Story, the Canticles, and the Mass, and Candide doesn't really get a proper crack of the whip about all of that kind of stuff. I want to do a huge call out to my good buddy, my bro, and my uh, mucker in arms and mischief, Mr. Frank Housen, with whom we did the fabulous Genesis Broadway, put together the Chopper musical, who wrote the most moving, most heartfelt script of, uh, of Elvis, of which uh, there are so many incarnations, reincarnations, reinventions of Elvis, this, that, and the other. Uh, this has to see the light of day. This really, really does have to see the light of day because it is the most powerful and most moving of scripts. So one to look out for. Uh, without further ado, let's crack on with the show. Um, um, huge call out to everyone who's involved, Mr. Reverend Silas and so many other good eggs who are nursing us on. It is February. It is the Lunar Year of the Dragon. It is almost... As Lorenz Hart wrote, um, Valentine's Day, and what a beautiful number. And I'm so glad it was featured. And the points about Lorenz Hart, who dragged himself effectively to a very lonely, a sad end. And the, I know we think about Rogers and Hammerstein, and yet so many of the really, truly, profoundly eternal, memorable numbers actually were penned 
by Mr. Lorenz Hart. So this, in fact, you know what? This entire program this week, let's salute Lorenz Hart, Val the, Ma the Valentine man himself. You are listening to 88FMJA, and this is Warren Wills and the London Beat.
And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat and this year's 2024 edition of The London Beat. How great to have the pleasure of your company, 88FM, Air, Warren Wills. Yes, now, what could possibly go wrong in 2024? Well, hmm. Dare I say it, ironically. Uh, well, first of all, I've got a question to ask, and it's about the disappearance of the Commonwealth Games and the disappearance of the Victoria Premier Daniel Andrews and people who've been working and paid to work on projects. And they go on to the completion of these projects, whereas other people, obviously in communications and marketing, don't. And they get compensation. And who pays? And where's the transparency? And why does nobody know what's going on? And who picks up the tab? And who picks up the Commonwealth Games? Well, I only say this because I know that we've got the Olympic Games on in Paris during the summer, uh, which must cost a fortune, but I just found it very strange, the Commonwealth Games, which involves God knows how many countries, and it's just disappeared, woof, without a trace. Now, old friends, go and see it if you're in London, it, it, and it's very, very soon. It's fantastic. Now, the cast, Jason Pennycook, Jeremy Seacombe, the fantastic Bernadette Peters. But the star of the show, of course, is Stephen Sondheim and his music, which is incredible. Old friends. Go and check it out. One of the great friends of the show, humanist and incredible talent, is in it and is sensational, is Janie D. And the next link that you'll be hearing after the next piece of music is an interview that I did uh, about three months ago when I was in London with the fabulous Janie D. So check that out. Then the interview you'll hear after that is when the mousetrap was here in Australia uh, about three or four years ago before lockdown, I think, or about the same time that lockdown was lifted with Denise Sylvie, a different one, yeah? So check that out. What's happening this year? Well, Beef Wellington is off the menu. Uh, too many mushrooms, too many poisons, mushrooms. I think she's getting tried this year, is she not? The woman who wiped out her entire coterie of luncheon guests. Uh, not the kids, they don't like Beef Wellington. And, of course, nobody's out on the street saying anything about the fact <coughs> that Russia is locking up anyone who is involved with LGBTQT, which I imagine is a large number of people, uh, who have to go underground because they're seen as extremists, but no one seems to be complaining. And, of course, no one seems to be complaining about the fact that the magnificent emperor penguins, oh, yes, live in Antarctica and will soon be extinct. Will they? Yes, they will. Why? Well... They normally nest in certain places and the ice has not repacked and refrozen, so their nesting sites have disappeared. And it's not just David Attenborough who's upset. We're all upset and we will all pay the price. It will be consequential, as they say. <clears throat> yes, what a diverse, eclectic bunch of people. You might love them or hate them. From Henry Kissinger to Rekha Walsh to Barry Humphreys to Topol all left us last year, but I would say the artistic cultural high point, or certainly one of them for myself, was having the great pleasure to work with Indonesian Sumatran songbird, Vanny Vabiola, two million followers, half a billion hits, and has since gone exponentially much more popular um, through her um, southern fame in China. As a religious orthodox Muslim woman, but a lovely, lovely girl with a huge heart and a great voice, Huge commendations to both her and indeed to Indonesia and the Indonesian government. Indeed, much is going on. Now, the first piece that we heard today uh, was an original composition by yours truly called Al Muñeca, uh, which I think in Spanish means the neck. And <clears throat> it's a place near Malaga, uh, as you head toward Valencia, where a dear friend of mine, Esteban Antonio, lived. And we did many duets there. 
Sadly, he passed away not so long ago. But very much the first piece was a dedication to him, as is the next piece, which is a prelude. Sit back and enjoy it. Uh, this is a prelude, which is a dedication for Esteban Antonio, extraordinary flamenco guitarist. This is Warren Wills, 88 FM, JS, Sunday morning. We're in 24, we're in 24. Sit back and enjoy. This is Prelude for Esteban. You are, of course, listening to the London Beat. of mind, to give you a piece of my mind, geopolitics, social issues, history, science, philosophy, and a lot of music, any way you like it, stay tuned, 88 FM, every Sunday morning. I knew before I was physically attacked on November 12 for supporting Israel that the Muslim of Australia, this inhuman mob, will join forces with the young lunatic neoliberal sector and the white racists in order to sabotage democracy, according their fake human struggle for the miserable Gazan Hamas members and supporters. This same coalition didn't protest against two million wars victims in Middle East, Afghanistan, and Burma. Religion hatred wars in the past 14 years. These two-legged animals even justified and praised the non-provoked massacre of 1,200 innocent civilians. The labor government, this evil collaborator of megacorporate dictatorship, advanced the WHO and drug barons, overtaking the health system, the public and the private. It's obvious to me that the white Christian majority in Victoria finds itself divided between supporting Islam and objecting Islam, and the gap between those two opinions will unfortunately grow bigger, which means damage to the social cobweb. Naturally, some of the blame will fall on the Jewish community, an easy target for both sides. That's why the leadership should change its defensive de- tactics to attack back the public opinion. The Jewish protest grows weaker recently and the Muslim neoliberal bloc gets stronger. More aggressive and sure of its righteousness of the Muslim terrorist propaganda. Meaning the Jewish leadership should redesign its strategy and get the silent majority attention closer to the deterioration of democracy and the danger of labor neoliberal government aim to destroy Australia in the name of non-existing false humanity. When I said, ah, 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 
עיינתי במאמרים מאתרי חינוך בארצות הברית, Today's Parent, Psycho-Central, שעסקו בתופעה הורית שנקראת זעם אמהי, Mother's Rage. בתור מי שסבל מכך רבות בילדותו, חיפשתי תשובה לא לעימותים ילדים הורים, אלא לאיבוד שליטה של אמהות. מתוך ראייה שאמהות מרסנות את עצמן יותר מאבות בכל הקשור לפעולת תגמול או ענישה כלפי ילדיהן, ויכול להיות שבריסון עצמו נמצאת יכולת הרס גדולה יותר. והסיבות הנראות להתפרצות ידועות. סרבנות של ילדים לציית לחוקי הבית, סרבנות להתחשב בהורים או ילדים אחרים, הרס והזנחה של סביבת המחיה הביתית, הפרת הבטחות, שקרים, מעילה באמון, התנהגות מזיקה או מביכה מחוץ לבית, וריב בין ילדים. אך אלו מעוררי זעם נראים. הסיבה להפיכת עימות לעימות ללא שליטה, והתפרצות רגשית מסוכנת, תלויה כנראה בגורמים קודמים לאירוע עצמו, ולא תמיד הם נראים. גורמים לא מודעים או מודעים ומודחקים הם בלתי נראים ברגע ההתפרצות. אולי מתגלים בבירור מאוחר מחוץ למוקד ההתפרצות. ומה הייחוד בהתפרצות זעם נשית, שהרי לכולם עלול לקרות ללא הבדל מגדרי, האם מדובר בהבדלים ביוכימיים, תפקודיים, חברתיים ונפשיים? קרלי בלאו, פסיכותרפיסטית מניו יורק, מגדירה זעם אמהי הוא תופעה של חוויית כעס מועצם לא מוסבר המפריע לשגרת חיי האם. שיינה שוחט, פסיכותרפיסטית מניו יורק, מגדירה זעם הוא תגובה קיצונית מחוץ לגבולות האופי המוכר לאם וסביבתה, 
זעם יכול להביא לצרחות שמעוותות את פניה, תחושות של התפוצצות, שיגעון המתפרץ בהפתעה. עוד טוענת שלכל אחד ולכל אחת ישנם מציתי זעם קבועים, של המתבונן מהצד לא תובן העוצמה, החשיבות והעדיפות לתגובה. אלן קולומאייר, מטפלת נפש לנשים אחרי לידה מגדירה, מעשי ילדים קטנים כמו תינוק שמפזר מזון, ילד שמשמיע קולות ושאר מעשים שאין בהם אפשרות או סיכון לנזק, יכולים לגרום להם לתגובת כעס לא מידתית ויש בהן תחושה של חוויה חוץ גופית, מה שנקרא זה לא אני שעשיתי את זה. לדעתה, גם אמהות שמעולם לא חוו זעם כזה, כולל חרדה ודיכאון, מסוגלות ללקוט בהם לפתע. אם התופעות סמוכות ללידה, מחזור, גיל מעבר, נוטים לייחס אותם לשינוי הורמונלי. לדעתי, גם במקרים אלו, זו הכללה גסה מדי. בהנחה שרוב הלוקות בתופעה אלו הן נשים נורמטיביות ובעלות תפיסת מציאות סבירה, ניתן להניח שאחרי התפרצות כזו מופיעים רגשי אשם ובושה, עיבוד העצמי, דיסוציאציה עצמית. רגשות אלו לדעתי מעידים על תפיסת מציאות ושיפוט סביר, אך מאידך אלו רגשות שעלולים להעצים תופעת נפש שלילית אחרת, כמו לדוגמה אם יש לה קודם הערכה עצמית נמוכה, אם יש לה דיכאון, ואולי אפילו התכונות האלה עלולות להעצים את ההתקף הבא. עירור רגשי גבוה וחרדה מסוגלים לתרום רבות להתפרצות. בשתי תופעות אלו חסרה יכולת של איזון רגשי ותכנון תרחישים. יש מתאם גבוה בין זעם לחוסר תמיכה רגשית, כמו חוסר תמיכה מבן הזוג, מהורים, מהמיצוב החברתי, ממקום העבודה. כשאישה מרגישה יותר לבד, קשה לה יותר להתמודד עם הרבה משימות והרבה עימותים בעת ובעונה אחת. במאה השנים האחרונות, שיעור הבוגרים שחיים הרחק מהורים או משפחה או קהילה גדל באופן ניכר. והדבר מקטין את תמיכת הסביבה. אצל אמהות מוחצנות יכול הזעם להגיע גם לגילויי אלימות כלפי הילדים, או גופנית או מילולית. לאמהות מופנמות יכול הזעם להתבטא בהרס עצמי. עומס משימות עקב שגרת חיים מגדיל את הסיכוי לאיבוד שליטה והתפרצויות. בחברה המודרנית נמצאות אמהות במיצוב שלילי בכל מקרה. או ויתור על קריירה עבור הורות, וזה מרחיק את האם מעצמאות כלכלית, זה פוגע בדימוי העצמי, מעלה מצוקה של כליאה, הוא מקטין מעגלים חברתיים, או שילוב קריירה עם הורות, ואז זה מנתק בין ילדים צעירים לאם בשנים הקריטיות, מביא רגשי אשמה של נטישה, מעמיס סדר יום לרמה של שחיקה נפשית. כיום יש יותר משפחות דו-מיניות, זאת אומרת איש ואישה, שבהן מחולק הנטל בין ההורים באופן שוויוני יותר, אך עדיין ב-80% מהמשפחות המקובלות בעולם המערבי מקבלות את האם כהורה ראשי והאב כהורה משני. אלא שחלוקת הנטל בדרך כלל היא לרעת האם. לאם, גם עקב היותה היולדת והמטפלת הכמעט יחידה בתינוק בשנה הראשונה לחייו, נוצרים בשנה זו לחצים גופניים ונפשיים שמתבטאים כשהילד גדל, ולעיתים הילד סובל מכך. דוגמאות ללחצים בשנה הראשונה, בעיות הורמונליות וגופניות, המשפיעות על תפיסת העצמי ועל יחסים במשפחה, אבל על האובדן של התקופה שלפני ההורות, שינוי אורחות חיים מבחינת הפרנסה, עבודה, קריירה וגם יחסי זוגיות, שחיקה, שזה חסר בשינה, הנקה, ריבוי משימות בו זמנית והחלמה מהלידה. זעם אמהי משפיע כמובן על הילדים לפני כולם. ילדים רואים הכל כל הזמן, בעיקר מה שהורים מנסים להסתיר. אלא שהם תופסים אירועים בכלים שלהם ובעוצמה גבוהה יותר ולא מידתית. ילד לדוגמה שרואה את ההורים שלו רבים, מבחינתם זה עוד איזה שהוא ריב אחד ואחר כך אפשר להשלים, מבחינתו זה חורבן עולמי. מדוע? כי חסר להם בסיס השוואתי. אובדן שליטה של אם, 
היא משמשת לתינוק כראי שדרכו הילד מגדיר את עצמו בגיל צעיר, הוא מבחינת הילד אובדן חמור. דוגמה, אובדן אמון באם, אובדן הביטחון בעצמו ובמקומו, זה סיבה מדוע ילדים במצוקה מתחבאים בפינה שלדעתם קשה להשיג אותם בה, או ארון או משהו כזה. הילד חווה חיים תחת איום מתמיד, קשיי הסתגלות לסביבה וקשיים בתפקוד היומיומי, הוא חווה את זה גם. חיפוש מקלט חלופי, בגילאים בהם הם עצמאים הם יחפשו מקלט בבתים אחרים או דמויות חיקוי אחרות. תחושה של בגידה, חשדנות, ניכור ואכזבה מההורים. פחד מפיתוח יחסים, יחסים חדשים, זה עלול להיות שחזור של אכזבה, ובגלל זה כמובן התבודדות. חרדה מהישנות מקרים כאלה, ולכן ביטוי עצמי נמוך מהרגיל, או ביטוי עצמי מוחצן מהרגיל, ולגיטימציה להתנהגות חסרת שליטה. מתחיל מזעם, אלימות, הפקרות, ואחר כך יכול להמשיך גם להתמכרות וחוסר השתלבות במסגרת. ועוד תופעה שילדים עלולים ללקוט בה, חוסר ביטחון ותקשורת התפרצותית עם הסביבה, אימפולסיביות, מונעת יכולת למידה או פיתוח כישורים, גורמת לבעיות ריכוז וקשב, וגם לבעיות אכילה. warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the london beat and uh, i'm sure you will appreciate this if you are an it dummy like me they talk about the fear of ai and i minded when i was in london only three months ago how my daughter revels in using uh, ai she used to have a committee of people that she would work with in writing titles uh that uh, she prolifically does, our kids' titles from big franchises like uh, Peppa Pig and Bluey, but the idea that you can speak to AI and say, um, hello, I'd like an illustration of a... J-Air 88 FM J-Air is committed to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. J-Air.com.au Step into a world of authentic Greek flavours at the Mediterranean Greek Tavern, a family business based in Elstonwick for over 22 years. Enjoy freshly grilled souvlaki, seafood or a traditional Greek banquet. The welcoming atmosphere and family-friendly environment will make you feel right at home, as if you're part of the family. Phone 9530-0396 to make a booking or to inquire about a function.